Mitch. Hi, Steve. Hey, Mitch. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Welcome back. Welcome back to the studio, Steve. I'm I'm glad to be back in uh, with such a short amount of time. In well, we don't know when we're putting this up. The last time I've been here. This might be a whole month later. Doesn't matter. This could be next year. Great. This is season three. Season three, but it was just a week ago yeah. that I was sitting here. La- well, it was actually last night I was here. Yeah. We figured we'd give ourselves a bit of a buffer this time, and since yeah. we're on a roll, let's just keep totally. rolling. Keep keep them going. So uh, recently, mm-hmm. I came across something. Didn't take a note, and uh, sent you a message saying, "Hey, what about what about house rules? That seems like a fun thing to talk about." It's what about house rules? Seems like people have been talking about it recently, so. Mm-hmm. So we should too. Absolutely, I've been looking forward to the conversation, and I've also wanted to, if we could, but it's too late, and uh, I didn't look into it. Steal a sample of Crosby, Stills and Nash's. Our house is a very, very, very fine house. Rule. Hmm. Sorry, everybody, for that. Our, our house in the middle of the board. I don't know if that's the one. Street. No, it's, no, that's it's one of my I, least. I was, I was just doing my own. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Who's that? That's not Talking Heads. Who's the... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's right. Our house in the... I, I like to do that one where uh, you get hits by a car, because mm. ever since I was a kid, I've always been like, ah, that's a super funny joke. <laughs> it's in the middle of the street. It's <laughs> obviously going to get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they mean. And that's not what we mean when we also talk about house rules. Joke. Yeah, debatable. Way to go, No, Mitch. not at all. Um, yeah, so house rules. So naturally, what uh, are house rules? What are what are house rules? Uh, so games exist on the rules that come in the box, and people often say rules make the fun. And <laughs> our, I mean, I I don't even think bother to get into what are house rules because I'd like to start by where we all start, where we're kids, yeah. and people are teaching us games, and almost all of us learn uh, games wrong when we're kids because. Totally. People have already built all their own rules into all of the classic games. Mm-hmm. And like almost everybody who has learned to play Monopoly has learned to play Monopoly wrong. It's it. This is the there's a, I was reading this morning uh, online casino dot CA. OK. Did a survey of a thousand Americans, which seems funny because they're a dot CA that right. surveying a thousand Americans. Uh, and it was a is an article about house rules and. uh and how, what, what's the number? I wrote it down. 91% of survey respondents get in arguments about board games. Huh. And, uh, about the rules? It's, it's super funny because it's, it's, it's all, like, the, the main games are Monopoly, uh, 47% of arguments. Right. Monopoly. Okay. And then Scrabble and Catan and Cards Against Humanity. Right. And then Uno and Risk and all of the regular ones, but Catan and Cards Against Humanity have, have, have made slipped it in there. into, you know, they're so big now yeah. that they're part of that. That's cool. Uh, but what is also funny is that they're, they broke it into Millennials and Gen X. Right. And the respondents are saying basically, you know, while well, we play games, if they're single, they play games about 11 to 15 times a year. Wow. <laughs> And if there are couples, they play like from eleven to seventeen times a year. Okay, I think it was better with millennials. Millennials, it was like fifteen to nineteen, depending on right. whether they were single or a couple. Yeah, and eleven to set, but like that's that's like one a month. Yeah, that's like uh, so. It, it so it was laughable, but yeah, but from this uh, from this side of the table, not you know like that's a general public 
Oh, totally. Thing, yeah. Yeah. But that's also very indicative of where we all started with house rules, where, and mostly, I mean, Monopoly is the biggest uh, spot there. And it's funny to me because of the amount of complaints that Monopoly gets where it's too long a game, right. it's too this, it's too that. And if you play it by the rules, it's not a long game. Yeah. And and it uh, it's funny. But you can't get people. Like, I won't play Monopoly because there's always... You know, it happened to me really early on uh, that I stopped wanting to play Monopoly with people because of all everybody had a different rule. And so, uh, to the point, and I feel like I'm really hogging things. So no, I'll, no, 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 I'll, no. I'll finish this up. Uh, to the point that Monopoly itself has come out. They did a survey on Facebook to find out what the top house rules were. Yeah, yeah. And then have put out a house rules version of the game. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, which is interesting. I wrote, I wrote those down, and I feel like. Uh, I feel like there's two different sets of house rules from Monopoly. There's the ones that, you know, the 500, the money that goes in the middle of, and you pick it up at free parking. Seems like like the most common one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's that type of rule for how you play it. Yeah. But then there's other rules uh, where people ignore the actual rules. Yeah. Right? So there's house rules that add things in, and then there's house rules that leave things out. Yeah. And the ones that leave things out didn't make it to any of those lists, even though they're probably more prevalent than people think. Those are the ones that make people hate the game. Yeah, but but they're the they're the ones that people don't think of. Yeah. Whenever someone says, "Oh, what's a, what's your house rule for Monopoly?" Nobody goes, "Well, we don't play with the auctioning." Right. You know, that's like, the biggest culprit, yeah. in my opinion. That, I, well, that's the one that speeds the game up the most. Yeah. Like, that's that's what slows the game down, where people uh, won't auction. Like whenever you land on anything, it has to get sold. Yeah. And like. Well, it's funny I, when I was reading these house rules because I I was onto the onto the same link as you about these most popular house rules that they polled, um, and when the and when one article I was reading was going over the rules and they bring up the auction rule, even the article I was reading kind of made it sound like um, if you land on a property and you have to, uh, it has to go to auction, but it didn't necessarily say that someone has to buy it. Is there a case where people wouldn't have money and, and the auction just goes away or someone gets it for nothing? I see I haven't bothered to read the rules I know. in years. And now. I know. Uh, and kind so of, I so I can't I can't even answer that. Um My real question for you though was how young were you when you knew these rules? Is this the thing that Super super early. Uh I I got obsessive with Monopoly and I played solo Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too, actually. We have this in common. Of yeah. playing. Yeah, it's my first solo game for sure. So I, I used to play, like I would play either two players or three players or four players. And like for me playing solo Monopoly, I did everything. You know, I didn't ever <laughs> do the common, yeah, I, I'm I'm this particular me. Right. And, and I'll do whatever I can to influence uh, that. I played, you know, super honestly as each me. Right. Playing the game uh, by the rules. Uh, so as soon as I could read the rules, I read the rules and started integrating them. And there are some rules that my brother and I have always had with Monopoly because because they were too much for us. Like the tax base, when you land on the tax base, yeah. you have an option to pay, I think, $200 or, or a percentage yeah. of whatever it was. And like that was that was above our heads. We weren't crunching those numbers as so, a kid. Yeah. So, so it was like either the $200. And then whenever we, my brother wanted to have an advantage, he'd be like, well, I'm going to do 10% of... And you know, and he would fudge the numbers, and right. So, like a lot of house rules seem like it's to make somebody an advantage when it comes to monopoly, right? And yeah, and and the, yeah, and it just 
so much stuff prolongs the game. Well, there were a couple that I didn't play with. Like the, there was one in the top five where it was the if you roll snake eyes, you get five hundred bucks. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one. I never heard either. of that one. The rest I had heard about and probably played with. The uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They'll go around the board once one before time. you can buy anything. I know that I've played with that. It wasn't wasn't prevalent, but I no. know I've played that at people's houses when that's I was an- a kid. That's another rule that could leave a sour taste in some people. Uh, people's mouths because you can just have some bad luck and take a long time to get around the board yeah, go yeah. to jail on the first turn around or get stuck somewhere or just oh, roll yeah. in ones or twos and then someone someone gets around the board three times and buys properties before you can even buy properties and that there's there's one in the top five that works with that where if you look if you're in jail you can't get any income and yeah. i've know i've played with that and i know that like that that robs people of mm. like it's fair yeah for a game where you know people <laughs> bash monopoly if that hard were true, jail because would be a- and the reason I asked you how how young were you when you knew about this is that I've played Monopoly again since probably I was six or seven and played by myself and had fun with the roll and move and just keeping track of the money and, and kind of kind of like you playing it honestly as I could pretending to maybe be two different people. Um, and I didn't know about the actual rules probably until I was like 23 or something and going to uh, my wife's parents' house and her brother who is... Uh, uh, six or seven years older than me, broke out Monopoly, and he's a serious Monopoly. It get he made the game is tense, and it's tense because when you when he explained the actual rules, like I remember rolling maybe landing on um, Baltic or something right away, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna get that. And he's like, oh no, you, that's up for auction now, and I was like, what? And then he explained the rules, and then all of a sudden it's it's a very tight economic game. Yeah. where uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made and it becomes very cutthroat. Um, and the game is much better played by the rules. But I was thinking of these uh, a couple other gray areas and maybe the rules cover them, maybe you could speak to it uh, or not. But um, the kind of, and maybe I'm confusing this with something else, but the kind of open, open-ended deals i'm thinking of no i'm like i'm gonna be confusing i think there's something about uh you can you can make deals with people but i uh, i don't want to speak to it uh, yeah no, it's and very I, foggy and it's there's foggy a, in my brain too there's another one that my brother and i played with that i i i can't uh we should have got the rules out and and reread the rules uh but we used to play with my brother would used to pile hotels on right so huh. like he'd get Baltic and Mediterranean, right. and have like six hotels, right? And I don't think you can do that. You just have one, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, but I could be wrong. Like I'd like to look that uh, one up. That seems right in my head, but yeah. Anyways, Monopoly is uh, still what it is. So I think it has the most problems because of the cheating and the house rules, and it's earned itself a really bad. <laughs> But it, but I mean it it survives it persists. There's oh, a billion yeah. different monopolies. It's become uh, its own collector thing. Like it's a collector card for the amount of editions and people. Oh, you know, insane. I've had I've had my my parents constantly bought me Monopoly games. Yeah. Regardless of whether I played them, there's I've had no Star end. Wars Monopoly, Simpsons Monopoly, yeah. Ghettoopoly. There's no end um, in sight either. Uh, and you know, I was at uh, Toys R Us yesterday. Stranger Things Monopoly, yeah, yeah. Fortnite Monopoly is on sale, and I'm like, Fortnite? And, and at least they're starting to change how the game works instead of just what the spaces say. So well, like they are changing some of the rules and doing well, yeah, some stuff. But recently got the Mario uh, Racer oh, yeah. Monopoly, which to me, if you're going into Monopoly uh, 
playing with house rules and breaking the rules anyways where it's just a, well it's a lot of luck involved anyways but the the house rules add significantly more when you can land on parking or you can't get paid in jail or whatever uh mario kart the version kind of leans into it pretty hard and you know you're getting hit with shells and dropping coins all over the place and every time you pass go you trigger a race uh from this this pile uh, of cards in the middle of the board you have to play through eight races so it guarantees eight turns around the board or not even really because it's every time someone passes go so it could be even less uh you flip a card and then you're just rolling see who rolls the highest and yeah, wins yeah. the race um but it's you know it's this like that you know rolling to see who wins a race to get more points um it's chaos it captures mario kart a little bit but i was impressed i'd like to see them break the rules or, or change the rules uh, to suit the setting every now and again yeah and it's always bizarre to me maybe it's just a branding thing why even in this chaotic mario kart uh world on the monopoly board they still keep the jail and the free parking, like as a kind of, but, thema- that's, but that's because it's iconic. They can't, yeah, they I can't know, be yeah. selling a monopoly. Like the, they would have to make a new game, yeah, if they got rid of those spaces. Like it's true. the monopoly is, it exists based on the go space, the free parking space, yeah, the yeah. jail space, the go to jail, like the four corners. No, it's true. Make the monopoly board, but it kind and, of and anything else is for. Ki- I was thinking of know. from my kids' point of view. I'm like, why, why am I going to jail in Mario Kart? I don't understand. But they didn't even really question it. Uh, when I was, I was like 18, maybe, uh, I was trying to, I was working on making, uh, a version of Monopoly for, for the city I worked on. Seemed like worked on, lived in, uh, and I was trying to just like, oh, this is a, is an easy thing to do. You change how it works. And like, I was a bit of a mm, lower class individual. So it was going to be, you know, welfare checks and, and, uh pawn shops and things like that and and i was trying to change how the game worked but i mean when you're doing it that way you're still framing it within monopoly and you're not making a new game and but it's 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 one of the first create like i i used to try and change games that way Mm -hmm. but the rules kind of always had to persist so i tried to do a risk game too i was trying i was building like a stargate risk early on where i was trying to make space risk which um you know, I never got very far because I wasn't super motivated. But right, that's 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 not even part of this conversation. Uh, well, I uh, get away from Monopoly for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scrabble is another one where it's it's super prevalent, but people don't notice. Like a lot of games, almost every game that's a that's a staple had house rules that you never notice. Like right. checkers. Uh, some people never play with that. You have to make a move. Right. If it's if there's a jump move there, people, you know, they'll never... And part of it is always to, like, make it easier and more fun to play with your kids. Yeah. Uh, and as kids, you learn those rules, not realizing that they're just sort of there to yeah. to help you enjoy the game. And then right. you grow up and, like, that's just... Those are the rules. Yeah. And so, so many games you go to play with other people and it's like, that's that's not how you do that. And, and that's where uh, this survey, I think, runs into that, like, where people are getting in arguments... And it's always because oh I don't they played it I didn't know that that's the rule like in our house we play it this way which yeah yeah is, yeah and like like Scrabble like you know uh, you have to pick a dictionary yeah and like that's your dictionary for oh, the thing man. so technically whenever you're you're playing Scrabble by like the box rules which I don't even think exists like Scrabble has become a uh, chess 
and stuff where there's sort of a universal understanding of it now. Like yeah. there's there's national tournaments and stuff. So like rarely do you go to someone's house and you sit down and you're like, okay, let's choose our dictionary. Right. It's always like these are the accepted things. So like if you were to choose like the one dictionary you have on the shelf and it doesn't have those two letter Scrabble words. Right. Uh, that will that will cut off that changes the game so many people who've been playing scrabble mm-hmm. for for a long time so like that doesn't really exist anymore if you're playing with someone who's been playing scrabble their whole life they're going to use the words that they know are in the accepted scrabble dictionary right regardless of whether they're in your pocket collins dictionary that you have on the shelf behind you oh yeah so oh man it's hilarious in uh my wife's family her grandfather <laughs> he's passed away a couple years ago great guy um from newfoundland Super interesting dude, uh, like a lot of Newfoundlanders, but especially, you know, this guy who was 80-something years old, was a Newfoundland ranger. He had a dog sled team. He used to go across the island and into Labrador, and he knew everything you could eat in the wild in Newfoundland. He's just super knowledgeable about, uh, about Newfoundland. Loved Scrabble, loved history, loved writing. Uh, would not you, He would not play a game of Scrabble if you weren't allowed to use the Newfoundland Dictionary. Oh, wow. Which that opens That's, up like yeah. a world of possibilities. And he would use the most uh, obscure, insane Newfoundland words and slang and even like misspelled like tundering. Uh, and, you know, it opens up the game completely if you play with a kind of slang local edition. dialect yeah, yeah. slang dictionary. But it was awesome. And he would fur- be furious if someone would contest him on one of those words. Uh, it was awesome. Which is, which is weird. Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the rules of the game the con- contesting someone yeah is is just but that, i think that's was, a thing you can do but i think it was hitting him as a oh sure of like oh you're but, questioning me on whether that's a word are you but but hilarious he knows that's a word you want to step outside there young fella I'm like nope definitely not is that a, is that a house rule stepping outside <laughs> to, to settle this uh, uh rules as kids uh like we we have six-year-olds oh yeah uh so we play games with macy and you could have said that with more enthusiasm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. six year olds. Six year olds. <laughs> uh, so we are definitely house rule some things. Oh yeah, to make playing games with uh, easy, but surprisingly not not much uh, because games are good. Yeah, G- games are great, especially My- kids' great games tend to be yeah have rules simple enough that kids are getting it. Uh, the one the one that super stands out for us we have a uh, Karak. Catacombs of Karak, right, right. It's a which is crawl. a little dungeon crawl tile placing game, mm-hmm. and uh, Macy doesn't like some competitiveness, some combat stuff. Right. So one of the characters in the game has the ability to sneak past monsters, right? And she plays her favorite character based on it's this color, and she's it's a little girl that looks <laughs> yeah. awesome, so she wants to play that one all the time. But its ability is that it can sneak past monsters at the cost of one health. Right. Which upsets Macy, so we've just house-ruled that, okay, you don't have to lose that one health. You're just sneaky. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. We played uh, Dungeon the other day. Uh, right. D- the Wizards, old Wizards D- of the Coast. The old D&D roll and Roll and move, dungeon crawler. Not a roll and right. And we house-ruled that just to play with Macy because, and she loves it. I mean, I think she loves it more than Karak because there's more... With Karak, it gets really... I mean, they're both super repetitive. Right. But you, there's only so much treasure in Karak. So you beat this monster, you get a sword. You beat yeah. that monster, you get a sword. And then you're beating 
monsters to just throw out the treasure. So we've also house ruled Karak that all the treasure, like everything that you get counts as a point right. towards the end. So instead of like beating a monster and getting daggers you don't need and th- discarding them, yeah, you you get to keep that as, as your treasure. So we've house ruled it that way and that, that works actually makes it more competitive yeah. for, for both of us. Uh, and then in Dungeon, what we did was just that. Like, depending on which character you play in Dungeon, your your winning scenario is more XP points or less XP points. Right. And so Macy wanted to play a wizard, I believe, which has, like, the highest criteria for winning, like 30,000 XP. Oh, wow. But it, it's because they do better in the deeper dungeon. Right. And they get more XP from their monsters, but... She's not going to go down there. She's just going to explore one and two because she's right. afraid to go <laughs> against the bigger monsters. And so, whatever we just said, okay, how about everybody needs to get the same amount? And we took whoever had the middle; it's twenty thousand, right? And it'll just be a race to twenty thousand. Right. So, little tiny tweaks like that, yeah, we do all the time. Well, those when we're playing with men, not even all the time. I mean, there's there's other games that we don't change anything. Like, yeah, so. and with kids, it's kind of what you're saying too. Uh, there's a couple of reasons you do it. Sometimes it's to suit the you know the emotional needs of a young person who needs that. Other times you're shortening the game because they're not going to play for an hour usually. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, well, I'll get twenty thousand, which cuts the game time in half or something like that. Yeah, dungeon is um, a long game. Or or also speaking, just to where they are developmentally. Like um, Sam loves Ratatat Cat, the uh, game right yeah, yeah. game, which is you know a variation of some old card uh, playing card game. Um. But I think that whole rules series of games. Is cool. Yeah, a bunch of them. But I think rules is written like you have these four cards laid out in front of you. You can peek at the uh, card on your far right and far left, and then you flip them back face down, and you're you're just trying to get the lowest. Uh, I'm never ha- clear hand. when you're allowed. Are like, are you allowed to peek at that again ever? I don't think you are. So we host rule that you can always look at your right. your we far do the right same and left. Memroar, right? It's the memory game with the volcano. And like it, it isn't clear. Like you get to look at the three on your side, yeah. but it's never clear whether you're allowed to continually look at one and, look or not. Yeah. So we, you know, whenever we reset, take another look. Uh, yeah. And with the kids, look whenever you want. So. Yeah, with the kids, look whenever you want because, and this is a way. Um, well, well, for, for kids to look whenever you want, it's kind of whatever that you can tell. You can get them to practice trying to memorize that, but also there, there's some strategy going on for them to still try to get the lowest four cards even though they keep needing to remind themselves that they have twos or threes on the on the right and left it's still kind of sweet like uh, violet can kind of pretend to play that now um but then it also um the other thing i was going to speak to was how it, it it provides a handicap for the adult you know those games are pretty luck based you're just drawing cards off the top top of a deck um, he beats but, me at Ratatat Cat. Like, yeah, all me the time. too. But especially, I'll do the the minor thing of, well, I can peek once and I won't look again. And every now and again, you know, it's, life is chaotic. Kids are always screaming. I forget what I had there, mm-hmm. and so it, you know, there's a little handicap there. One of the the coolest, uh, well, what I like to do that the handicap that me and Sam play with. Sam really likes Galaxy Trucker. He can't really play the full game, the three rounds, because it would take about an hour and a half. We usually only get to build one or two ships. Um, but he, most kids uh, respond negatively to time pressure. And, you know, at rules is written in Galaxy Trucker, you're flipping this timer over a few times. Mm, Macy hates timers, yeah. Yeah, and Sam, we did that a couple times, and Sam didn't like it. And fair enough, it, it was not fun for anyone because 
he's feeling like he's not building the best ship that he could possibly build. So when we play, uh, I said, well, you know what? I'm a lot older than you. <coughs> I'll play by the timer. You keep flipping it on me. Uh, you can build your ship. And, and I'll, I'll have to have the, the little bit of added pressure of building a ship under a timer. And that honestly creates a, a decent handicap where he can he can beat me by building a pretty good ship and it gets to gets to satisfy his spatial kind of orienting tile laying skills and i get to practice building the ship yeah, under you, the time you need pressure. to practice on the pressure totally yeah. yeah um so yeah handicaps with kids it's good, work good too. training for you totally yeah yeah but yeah it's uh and i don't think sam really thinks about it as uh as handicap, I mean, he he never seems discouraged by it as a kid. You know, it's just kind of uh, a great sure. game for us for helping Macy deal with timers. The first game that she's been able to play with a timer has been Five Minute Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Because she plays as the wizard and gets to control that right uh, timer. She gets you know her special ability is to stop the timer and press play, which you know gives her that agency. Yeah, and then and then she loves it and uh, she's starting to be okay with timers and other which, games which you can almost imagine if that wasn't a character uh ability in that game oh, yeah. and it was pr- providing a lot of stress for your kid you might just say well you know what you can pause time a couple times as we're fighting a monster as your own house rule it's yeah. kind of cool that it's enough uh, variation in the game to provide that power um but i, I could imagine that being a house <laughs> rule yeah we often play with um face up hands too sometimes if there's uh not in that game, but in uh, in some yeah, other wonder, games. Does that does that count as a house rule when you're playing with your kids? Where, you know, they'll they'll just play with their cards up. Like we yeah we, we used to play the Uno Uno for a long way. time. Was the big one until Macy could hold all of her cards exactly. for one. Like she's been playing Uno since she's yeah. like three and a half, and like you know helping your kids is that is that a house rule? Is that well? Is that just it's interesting? Good, good parenting. I don't know. I think it is, and I'm sure there are some people maybe who try not to house rule anything for their kids so they learn the game and they learn to lose and and that's fine too and there's no real wrong way to go about it whatever works for you and your family and some some families are more competitive and some are are, are not and that's all good but yeah i think you're right it starts with kids so you know whether sam may may not play right attack cat that much in a couple more years but if we ever revisit it in five or six years to come he might just remember like, oh, yeah, you're always allowed to peek at the ones on the side, similar to our Monopoly conversation. Like, this is the way we play it in our house. Mm-hmm. And he might bump up against it in a friend's house or something like that, uh, which is interesting. I think it does start uh, with kids in this way. It's weird. Like, uh, me growing up, I, I've spent a lot of time with my grandmother playing games, learning games, and uh, and very central to that was the, the Hoyle book. Yeah, yeah. So just... Uh, you know, it's just a collection of rules and etiquette and uh, different card games. And and she instilled in me uh, the according to Hoyle ethics for games where you play by the rules. Uh, you don't cheat. You, you know, right. it's like the golden rule of gaming <laughs> was the was being raised by Hoyle, basically. And then that that caused in me this this issue where uh, until I got. Into, I found, you know, that this side of the hobby existed. Playing games, which I loved with anybody, uh, always caused a tiny bit of friction because of the prevalence of house rules everywhere. Right, yeah. Where I'd go to learn any new game, and 
nobody seemed to ever play games quite right. Like everybody yeah. plays Risk different. Everybody plays Monopoly different. Everybody plays all, all every game. And it, if it was a game that I only got to play once, like uh, Payday, I don't think I've ever played right. a lot, or yeah. Rat Race, or certain games that only were at you know that cousin's house. Or this, right. I I maybe didn't get to know that they were playing it slightly wrong. Maybe they were playing it exactly right. But usually, if it was a game I got to play at everybody's house it was always slightly different yeah. and that that started always causing a tiny bit of stress in me which speaks more to me than anything else but uh finding this larger side of the hobby very relaxed me where it, yeah. you know where there is a world of people who do care about rules and and a lot you know so well that's an interesting little segue so house rules changed yeah nowadays right well yeah i think that's an interesting little segue that maybe we can uh guide us towards modern games because as i was uh, sitting down trying to think of house rules we don't have a ton for no, like our modern gaming hobby because rules are written way more deliberately and 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 um you're meant to play by the rule book yeah they they really create the world and they really sort of guide you for through through the game like yeah. through the story arc through the however the game works yeah those rules are are sort of there to balance the game and and make it tick. But there still are. Um, we still have. I still have a bunch of examples. They're they're so minor. They're nothing as game breaking or game changing as the ones we just talked about with Monopoly and even a few uh, kids variations or kids house rules. But uh, we do have a few. One of the first ones I can think of um, since I've gotten you know serious hobby gaming uh, is Thunderstone Advance. Right. Why I used to always bring that out to your place. We would we spent a lot of time playing that game, uh, and it would always come up short for us uh, with the rules as written. That um, I think it was. It's been a while because I've been playing Thunderstone Quest. But once the Guardian oh, yeah. came came revealed, yeah, yeah. and you beat the Guardian, it was game over. And yeah. the Guardian was always kind of anticlimactic because by the time the Guardian came out, you're pretty overpowered you have a pretty streamlined deck of of good things and almost as a, a matter of luck whoever's turn it happened to be when the when the guardian or the thunderstone bearer came out could beat it because its health was low yeah. um and then we were like oh well you let's beat the boss going. pretty easily and yeah i think you suggested it like well let's just beat all the monsters in the that's that are left in the dungeon deck you know, like clear out the dungeon, and that's nowhere in the rule yeah, book. Yeah, we're 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 local heroes. Yeah. I mean, we can't leave this town to the whims of the the rest of the monsters yeah, just because totally. the just because our head honcho's gone. Let's let's make sure this town is safe. And it felt to me it made more sense to do that because of the anticlimactic way that you you just beat the boss that way. Yeah, for sure. But also, it was kind of like, oh, not fair. It was your turn. The boss came out. You beat him because he's not even worth that much more points. But it gave us an opportunity. Well, let's go see who can kill a few more monsters and get a few more points. And Thunderstone Quest comes out and fixes that. Fixed all that. Really yeah. well. Yeah. Where, you know, everybody gets to go anyway. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's like that was happening for more people maybe. I think, I think so. Thunderstone also, interestingly, has the other example of even before Thunderstone Advance, the just original Thunderstone, I'm not sure when this game mode came into play, but I think like Tom Vassell and someone else had something to do oh, with the that. epic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Thunderstone was always designed to play as scenarios with uh, with certain cards available in the market and certain monster decks in the dungeon deck, and I think players and uh, reviewers like like Vassell suggested, well, why not play with all the cards? 
You know, rather than playing with three weapons available in the market, yeah. we'll put every weapon in the in the box, shuffle them together, and it kind of uh, meant to simulate more of. Well, you go to a village, you you don't know what's going to be available at uh, blacksmith yeah, you that go day. Go to a pawn shop. Who knows what's um, in there? And to the point when Thunderstone Advance was written, that was an official rules variant credited to these other fans. Yeah. I forget the other guy's name. Sorry, other guy. Um, and and then when Thunderstone Quest kickstarted. Um, all uh, epic yeah, was available epic for like 30 bucks they just put in every other card so you didn't have to uh, do the thing of going through the box and uh pulling out every weapon card pulling out yeah, every monster yeah. card and then separating them later they just gave you your own stack of epic cards which is pretty cool that like a little house rule became uh a way that a lot of people say that's the only way to play i kind of like the uh i, I like the, the rules as written like but the, uh, kind of but, interesting but that hasn't we only tried epic once and for, for me, I just it just fell flat that one time, and we've never really tried it again. So. Yeah. Once I play through all the scenarios, I think I'll break it out and, and try a couple games. Well, of course I will. I mean, for me, I, I like uh, I prefer going the other way and going, okay, let's play with like all dwarves and all dwarf <laughs> weapons and all dwarf things so that everything works. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, maybe that's, that's going to be less fun for other people. Uh, I find the majority of our house rules is is around just making it has nothing to do with changing the rules of the game much yeah it has to do with uh like picking first player yeah yeah it has to do with uh just just sort of whether or not you can go even and this is an interesting twist for modern games too where a lot of games write into the rules that you know you can backtrack on your turn and fix right. and fix stuff which is a really you know maybe people don't know or don't feel like that's a big deal but like for someone like me who like got this weird hoyle thing uh sort of raised into them yeah and then to go into someone's house and uh and somebody go oh no i changed my mind i'm gonna i'm gonna not do that you know that 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 used to be a problem for me because yeah. you know I was I was learned that a card laid is a card played and like yeah. that's that's part of the game. You've made a mistake. Mistakes are are part of it. Yeah. And then uh, the fact that that got written into rules that you can go back and sort of change that has really helped me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to get over that because if, if games and I'm trying to think of an example of a like there's games that we play that specifically and i think thunderstone is is one of them i think it's sort yeah. of written in that you know your your turn's never really over until you're i you're know done, in, but i could uh, be wrong about thunderstone i know there's one i know in mage knight yeah which is a pretty heavy rule set um and there's a lot to consider on on, on your turn you get to kind of play your hand of six or eight cards as you're trying to accomplish all these things on the board well i think i'll go to this uh this village yeah. and recruit this person and uh, I'll, I'll take this mana die, die from uh, from a pool and you get to kind of play it all out in front of you uh, and it's almost recommended in the rule book that you do play it out uh, like tac tac tactfully or tac tactically I'm, I'm trying to put tactility into a word you know with your hands touching the pieces oh, yeah, okay. like put play it all out because you might realize in doing so that that's not going to work and you're allowed to reverse and i think they even tell the next player to start their turn uh in that way while the other people are are, are doing it because it's a long game and you can reverse yeah yeah just just writing into the rules that you can do any of these things in any order yeah helps to solve some of that 
problem too. There's but, a lot of there's a lot of gray in there. Like, I know we we come we come uh, bump up against it all the time. Yeah. Um, where I feel like we're we're a little more gracious. If it happened last night, we were playing Lords of Waterdeep, and I forgot to do a thing, and you had just kind of started your turn, and I interrupted it, and you know, it's almost like we'll we'll let it go a turn away or midway but if it's like but i've played with some people who it's kind of like two or three rounds later and they're like oh i forgot to do this thing that i was supposed to be doing all along and that that's a bit much we had uh i don't want to say who we're playing (laughs) nobody listens to this so it's fine (laughs) but like we've we played a game uh i think it was terraforming mars Mm -hmm. where i had spent the last three rounds of the game mathing out how to win Right. And like what award to buy based on what everybody has and what's going on. And then as we're counting the score, <laughs> somebody realized, oh, I did this wrong five turns ago. I'm supposed to have and backtracked 50 more dollars. And like, uh, yeah, oh, oh, now I win this. And like, you know, for me, that was like, but I wouldn't have done any of this then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you go back and you change that, then my last three rounds would have gone completely different. Yeah. And and I feel like that's too far, yeah. but like things that would have happened automatically, like oh I forgot, you know I have this card out, I would have gotten two more of these right. when I did that. That stuff is is all fine. Yeah. Uh, if it, I I also feel like if you know, like you have a little bit of uh, AP going on, so right. like as it's Melissa's turn and you haven't gone yet, and she's like oh I forgot to do this, right? Know, that's still her turn anyway. I haven't technically so started my turn. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I feel that that's sort of the way for a lot of stuff. And I don't even know if that counts as a house rule as more of an etiquette uh, thing, but I think but, I feel like it's in the same ballpark. But it's a thing. I imagine some s- s- more serious game groups probably establish that up front because uh, oh, the yeah. reason things like that happen, like Terraforming Mars, for example, you could just say it was that person's first time playing. They're learning the game. And then it's a three-hour maybe commitment to play the game, and so you've 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 logged two two and a half hours, and you realize, oh crap, I forgot to do this thing. Like, you feel like you invested time, and it was it's really painful not to have benefited from from something you messed up. Like it's it is a little gray if it's not yeah. not not established. But I mean, it, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, and and uh, you know, so many people don't don't feel like that matters. Yeah, and me being uh, well on the complete stickler, other end, it's the way you described it just a minute ago. It's it's completely. I would I would agree more with you. Way more valid that well, you've been you playing for three hours, <laughs> and I've invested this time and this brain energy, and I've figured this out, and I've mapped it out, and I'm really working on this. You can't pull that rug out from under someone either. So I I think the more you game with a group of people, those. You don't necessarily have to have rule rules, etiquette rules written on the wall. I think they they you kind of sort them out weird, organically. That's, that's to me what what house rules were growing up. Right. Like whenever you, you go to people's, but people used to have posters for like pool, right? Or uh, or poker. Card lights, card played. Just, yeah, and there would exists. actually be you know a poster with house rules, right. and then it would say like, and pool billiards is one of the biggest house rules things. Like right. the way people know to play billiards is so far removed from what tournament rules are for billiards and like it has to do with playing on like cash tables has to do with playing in bars has to do with not getting in fights yeah you know so you you people have learned to play by house rules yeah 
and not and not like the actual rules and because you, because that's the society of of how you play pool and like and there are arguments that way too because people grow up oh I learned to play pool this way yeah and like uh, yeah so the pool's a, pool's almost a billiards is almost as big a mess as monopoly well you know what in in saying that and hearing you say that it kind of not that contradicts what I just said where I'm kind of rethinking where I said, oh, you don't you don't need the rules written on the wall. Like a game group will figure that out. But if the rules were on the wall, yeah. it wouldn't happen because we're kind of, you know, trained as, as students of public education. Oh, the rules are on the wall. Like if you're sitting around at someone's game table and you just glance over and it's like, you know, you can't take back a turn after once someone else has started their turn or, you know, yeah, yeah. if that's written more clearly, you probably won't do it. If it's on the wall. Yep. Probably something like that could happen. Game club charter. Yeah. On the I wall. Don't know. Uh one of my favorites for just first player stuff. Like uh games try and write in how to choose first player, but oh man. So often it doesn't doesn't work or doesn't make sense. Or I, I always think of Ticket to Ride as like the last person to or take who a have, train who have traveled the farthest or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh well, Jim, he he travels the world on business. Like he's always going to go first. Yeah. I like it when it's like the youngest player goes first. Sure, right. that's yeah. fine. Uh, we we have worked in a rule where if it's if someone's at the table who has never played the game before, yeah, they're going to go last. So whoever's next to them is going to go first, just so they get the rules explained to them. And then get a full round to sort of see. Yeah, they get to see what's a few happening. Turns. Yeah. So that's a. I like that as a. I like that as one a rule. too. And then we use uh, the Schwazi app on the phone mm-hmm. most of the time for picking first player elsewise, which is a randomizer. It's a great app. You put your finger on it. Yeah. Everybody puts a finger on it, and it randomly picks a finger. I don't do well with and this that, game. And that goes. It's not a game, but. That's a game. I don't win. You do. You have you you yeah. have built in your head that you don't I win. I won the one time. Oh my, my thumb gosh. is big enough to have uh, registered have to... as two fingers, and oh. and I won on my big thumb you press know, once. You know what I'm gonna have to do now? Yeah, I'm gonna have log to, it. I'm gonna have to log <laughs> the first player randomizer. I would like. I think I that I'm in the. I'm nearly positive that's the only time I won with so my double thumb cheat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, first first uh, first player rules. Tell me another one that that I think is really fascinating is uh, Wasteland Express, huh. uh, which is one of our favorite games. There is uh, one thing that was pretty vague in the rule book, where whenever you go to an irradiated uh, space, uh-huh. there is whenever you land on a movement space, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that has a colored truck, right. you have to move that truck. Right. Uh, but whenever you go to the irradiated zones, it's a full space, and it has every color of truck. Oh, right. <coughs> and the rules are slightly vague as to what happens there. Uh, and we ended up having to go to the forums to figure that out. And uh, one of, it might have been uh, Gilmore, or one of the designers, was actually active on the forum and answered the question. And it's intended that you get to choose which truck to move. Ah, right. But in that uh, conversation, somebody had said, you know, move all four trucks. Right. And I think it was Jonathan Gilmore. I could have been right. one, one of the other two. Uh, actually said, oh, that sounds like a great idea. You should do that. Yeah. And so that's that's our house rule for wasteland express whenever you cool. land on a radiated zone you move all four and you have to move i didn't realize that that uh, maybe i did it probably came up one time we were playing yeah, we but i didn't quite realize that 
I was um, checking out because, like I said, comes up less in modern games. Um, checked out BGG. There was a cool uh, little thread going on there about the, in quotes, essential house rules uh, that you have oh, to yeah. play by. There was a list of games. I, I don't have them all here, just ones that we're more familiar with. Um, but a big one being, um, and this starts a whole kind of house rule that I think a lot of games now have included as <coughs> rules variants or just part of the rules, which was a card draft in Agricola okay. was like an essential thing that wasn't in the original rules as written. Yeah. You get these, uh, I think seven occupation cards that you can start with in Agricola. Um, and rules as written, you get these randomly assigned to you. Um, and people started drafting them so they could get this better kind of engine going with their buildings and their occupations. And people really liked that, made for a more competitive game. I even think there were people complaining uh, in this particular thread about how official tournaments, sometimes to speed things up, exclude the drafts. And only in the championship uh, mm. do they have the drafts. And people are like, it's not fair because, you know, if you happen to get these seven cards that just work for you, you just know where you're not going to get anywhere in the tournament, um, which is interesting. And, and, and then I think this, this draft, I don't know if it started with Agricola, but this is, uh, the one, the essential one they have posted on this thread. Um, I think then that has led to games, including it as a variant, like race for the galaxy, yeah. terraforming Mars. And we played that the other day with terraforming Mars. And like, I was torn because right. I was saying like, it it makes my decisions way harder whenever I have to draft the cards mm-hmm. because I end up with one more cards that I want to spend money on and and more cards that I want to like keep just to get away from you guys where whenever it's not a draft mm-hmm. it it feels like you know that's the luck of the draw and like it makes my decision a little easier where okay these were all garbage I don't have to spend money this turn right. I get to hold on to my money where when we draft I'm like well I got to these are all garbage, but yeah, I can't yeah. give this card to you. So it, uh, I, I might actually prefer it without the draft. Huh. I think I'll always prefer the draft. The, the big downfall for me is it just adds some time to the game. Yeah, yeah you, my, I, I like definitely I like the excitement of getting to see everything that has come yeah. out that turn. But I, I feel like yeah, I'm just happier. Like I'm happier I, in the ignorance. Ignorance is bliss for me for that one. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting because <laughs> I feel like you're. Um, objectively better at games than me and uh, it's not that i like the draft because uh i feel like i have a better chance of winning or like a a competitive thing i think it's more that you know card drafting games are a a genre a mechanic in games on their own and it's really fun you know like seven wonders we played the little flower shop last night where we're drafting cards drafting is just fun yeah Um, i agree with that so i think i i just like it for that and and in it does feel like you have a little bit more agency over what's happening, um, but I could totally see not wanting it, and I, yeah. I would not include these draft variants. I would, with I would most never new argue, gamers. With, you know, like if someone's like, "Oh, we're gonna play with the draft," I'm, you know, I'm never be like, "Ah, no, yeah. that's gonna suck." I just found that when I was playing. No, I, was I think like, it's oh, totally. I it the other way. It's a total good point, and I don't think I would ever, uh, you know, introduce someone to those games and say, "Oh, look, we're gonna card draft now." Yeah. Uh, and and put it has that nothing to do that. with me losing that night either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you I'm said not, you said it said during it, the game. I said it well before I lost. Yeah. Another interesting uh, rule that came up on this thread that I had never heard before was uh, in Carcassonne. Mm. I don't know, maybe you've heard of this. 
playing with a hand of two or three tiles instead of just drawing them off the top. And and a lot of people yeah. were chiming in saying, yeah, I wouldn't play it any other way. Yeah, that's like, I feel like that you were talking about uh, whether house rules ever sort of spark other stuff. And like right. it, so many other tile drafting games, that's how you play. You get, you end up with three tiles yeah, yeah. and you choose from those. And I'm sure that that came up from people, you know, playing Carcassonne and going, oh, you know what, you know what, we should do it this way. Yeah. But like, it's, it's another thing where Carcassonne is, it's such a classic. It's like playing checkers and like, I don't, it doesn't, I'm not going to play Carcassonne enough to, to care. No, I think that comes down to people who have played it hundreds of times. And and people who 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 love it. There are huge tournaments and people play it like endlessly. And I'm I'm sure it comes up and there's going to be a preference that way. Well, I think I I remember hearing, uh, be fun. Sure. I think I remember hearing one of the shut up and sit down guys talk about uh, playing a lot of Carcassonne on the app mm. and being like, I'm pretty good at Carcassonne. And then going and playing against a tournament uh, caliber player yeah. who they just have the, the tiles memorized and they're counting the whole time and it's just demolished, demolished them. Uh, that, that brings up a, a weird one where, what was the, somebody had read the rules and there was a weird thing going around where Ah, uh, doesn't matter. It's not a part of this. Hmm. It was something to do do with uh, you weren't allowed to uh, place a tile unless everybody agreed. Oh, and like, no, wow. that's that's not exactly what they're saying. Everybody has to agree that there's no spot for that tile. I think right. is the, w- the way it is. Uh, oh yeah, it was a weird thing in the rules that somebody had brought up really recently, and I was just like, that can't be right. Huh. But it doesn't matter. That's not part of this conversation. What else? What some of. <laughs> What um, else do you have? Some of my favorite things that happen, and I don't know, if, I don't think these could be considered uh, house rules, but um, sometimes they just happen, and then they seem to become part of the game. Uh, I've I've written about this one before. Of, for example, in Jamaica, when mm-hmm. we all start talking like pirates. Oh yeah, and I know that should be a house rule for that, sh- that one. That, that should, should be on be our wall rule. right there. If it's a pirate game, you talk like a pirate as best you can. Which Whatever means you're going to uh, talk weird. like. Irish, a mishmash Scottish, of every accent that you can muster. Um, but as long as you got a couple a, R's in there. Yeah, totally. It's a whole other discussion, but sometimes um, role-playing seeps into games that, that don't have it in, in rule books. And yeah. I know I speak to this all the time. I've talked to you about it, of, of this kind of how much enjoyment I get from games when there's a little more immersion going on, whether we're talking like pirates or whether we're pretending to be the characters that we're playing. We did a little bit of it in Lords of Waterdeep last night where we're kind of making fun of our lords and uh, calling each other names based on our weird lord names. That's funny because as you play Lords of Waterdeep, which it seems like all we've been playing lately, uh, it feels more like you're the the agents Mm. than you're the lords. It Mm -hmm. feels more like you're doing all of the dirty work than actually uh, being the guy hanging out, bossing everybody Totally. Around. Especially right. especially because last night I didn't feel like my lord was really working out for me. So I kind of <laughs> kept looking at him like, Halister, you're the worst. Like, you're I, the, like I actually was an agent. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, nice. send me on a quest that, that doesn't, that, that, that shows up. Yeah. Don't make me wait around. Jerk. I lost hard. Yeah, um, you did. But, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so that, that led me to, so yeah, Jamaica and Pirates. But then, for example, you and I play a bit of Fantasy Realms, yeah, which is a yeah. great, great, great game. Um, and a, a couple times we've done this. It doesn't when we, always when we started work playing, out. Yeah, when, yeah. We, when we first started playing Fantasy Realms, we tried really hard to build a story yeah. out of it. And like, and now we just, it doesn't happen as often. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen since we got the app scoring. 
True. Like as soon as we got the app scoring, which is we amazing. Just kind of the WizKids app for that is is fantastic yeah. and saves your brain. But I think what happened, and it might have never happened. With, well, it could be a couple things. It could be that when we first started playing the game, we're just intrigued by the card art and the card mm-hmm. titles and what they could mean. Uh, but for me, I think either on my second or third play of that, just kind of luckily, or it, yeah, it worked out for me that these cards just started working together and they almost, as I was drawing them and keeping them, were telling a pretty cool story yeah. of like the Beastmaster who met this kind of uh, uh, princess and they together lived in the bell tower and recruited elven archers and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, we did this thing where at the end as we're scoring, we're kind of playing our hand of seven down and telling a bit of a story. Uh, I love that kind of thing. If you've never played Fantasy Realms... <laughs> And I just assume, one, nobody's listening, and two, anybody <laughs> who is listening knows everything already. Yeah. Uh, if you've never played Fantasy Realms, it is a, a deck of cards that has, I think, seven suits, and yeah. each card is different, and the whole game is drawing a card and discarding a card and how your cards interact, and your whole score is just based on each card has a strength value, which is points, and then a way that it interacts with other cards. And and the whole game is just is just collecting seven cards that work as best together as you can manage. And it plays really fast and it's endlessly fun. And it's endlessly fun regardless of whether you know fantasy is your thing because it, it you know you can ignore that really easily just just being absorbed in the, in how the cards work together regardless of oh that's Just a dragon oh looking cares? at the suits and the numbers and yeah. the abilities yeah. if you like fantasy you know we've had a great time trying to build stories out yeah. of it but but the game is i'd honestly be surprised if it didn't come out uh be re- i know it's a whiz kids thing but if it wasn't re-released with a i'm trying not to use theme here with a different setting or a different yeah, aesthetic different, you know um but it yeah, could be maybe not it could we'll be see. Good. Uh, one of the things I like for house rules is is sort of a temporary thing where you're learning a new game or you're playing a game and you hit a stumbling block and you just you just sort of as a group go, okay, well, we'll play it this way until we figure it out. Uh, you don't oh, always right. want to just stop the game to go to the, to the forums the and try and figure out how something works. So you just sort of patch it. So it's sort of a house rules patching system where you're just like, okay, can we get to consensus where how does this read to everybody? Does this seem fair? We'll play like this for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. We'll sort it out for next time. Yeah. That seems like Some people might have a hard time with that, but I think that's a good rule of thumb, especially to not turn people away from games or fun. Oh, yeah. I read a cool one uh, last night, which I didn't get to double check the rule book, and I probably should have. Um, but I plan to try to get people to play Mysterium this way from now on. Mm. There is, I know for for a fact that there is a true psychic variant in Mysterium where uh, the ghost doesn't say a thing the whole game, and I, I, I to the point where I don't think you should be socializing with people during the game. And the only thing you do is knock one, uh, once yeah, for yes, yeah, yeah. knock twice for no, or something like that. It's just kind of fun. I can see you doing that maybe like on Halloween or something for fun. Those that's but similar, like with code names and stuff, where you're not allowed to. You're not supposed communicate to communicate and stuff. Anything. And like, there's no way we're stopping yeah. the group of fifteen people to. Like, well, come on, come on! You smiled there. Don't yeah. smile. Who are you talking to? Yeah. What was that smile all about? But even better than that rule, I think is. And some people <laughs> might not enjoy this rule. 
is um oh no sorry this is the true psychic variant where psychics don't reveal their vision cards so you know how the ghosts we've been uh, handing a player a vision card they lay it down in front and then the group cooperatively talks about the vision yeah. well true psychics uh wouldn't be able to just draw out their vision so you keep it to yourself and you describe it to your uh, oh yeah yeah to your teammates that's that's uh, how time stories work right you you get to look that's at that's how time stories is you, supposed to work yeah and where then you explain it as best you can which to me again for someone who loves kind of storytelling and a little extra uh immersion i love that idea yeah. and and also especially because after playing mysterium a few times already you go through that deck of cards um, so it'd be interesting to be kind of guessing as to which cards the person has, and then people would describe the same card yeah. in different ways. Because that was that was one of the things I brought up with you, where it felt like uh, once you get through the deck, you're gonna you're gonna always know which ones sort of associate with which ones, and you're gonna give them out and be like, oh, it's this one. And the more you play, yeah, maybe the easier it's gonna be. Uh, I like the idea maybe. of having to have people describe yeah. their cards. That would that, that would fun. keep it endlessly, because that that'll change just depending on you know how tired someone is, how many beers they've yeah. had. Like that's I think without would, without changing the cards, all of a sudden it it's completely different. I think it would definitely make the game harder. Oh, because people sure. would be like, well, there's a globe, you know, there's a there's a circle here, and someone would be, like, oh, it's kind of like the circle on the that guy's face or his glasses. And I'm like, well, no, it's not that kind of circle. It's more like. Uh, oval <laughs> you know which is which is the complete opposite of that all of a sudden for me uh playing with our group making it harder is not always going to be more fun no like uh by the end the last time i was being the ghost i was i'd gone through all of the cards and <laughs> by the end i was just like looking for ones that worked anyway because it right. didn't didn't matter to me anymore no one knows what you're doing that back I draw so many and I'm not allowed, like by the last of it, I just wanted to find something because everybody was guessing so far off on some of it Yeah, that I wanted, you know, I just pull out the win for everybody. Well, I it, think, uh, and not even pull out the win, it's really important it, that a group gets to that final vote. Yeah, and it, there, it if you felt lose to there, me like we're, I was just guiding this experience for them more yeah, than we were playing a game. Totally. You know, so it didn't matter if... if you know, they were going to win was sort of my idea Yeah, because it was just that experience. It wasn't, you know. And you want people to win. Yeah. But I think in that, yeah, again, get, getting them to that final vote, if they lose there, because it's out of your hands when that, once they do the vote, but you want to get to that final kind of climactic yeah, yeah. experience in that game where people might just bounce bounce off it and it's a fun game. Um, but that brings up something that I think, what do we got? Like, I, do we have 10 minutes left? I have another, uh, we have like two minutes left. I have two. another ghost one. Uh, a common house rule uh, shows up in games like Ghost Blitz, where Ghost Blitz, whoever wins the round, is supposed to be the next one to flip over a card. And right. we just play it in turn order all yeah. the time. And uh, it just it just works better. It's easier to control. It's easier to get everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, there are a lot of games that, that maybe fall that where they're supposed to be this advantage to this or and and we just, just kind of scrap oh we it. didn't even get like uh once you get in role-playing games house rules are massive yeah you know what i i had read even, a thing and i, I was thing. choosing not to even bring That's it another up another six hours We're board game and i wouldn't even bother yeah. with the uh tabletop rpg land if we had a second though i would speak to um yeah go for it solo games oh, I, yeah. I play a lot of solo games you've been playing a little more recently uh, and solo game house rules, uh, it's very interesting because do you even call them house rules? Does it matter because no one's watching you? No one's doing anything? Um, and I know you had mentioned that 
you know, I think it's really important to play a solo game by the rules. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a rules nerd, I guess though. Well, it's really interesting. I think it's really important too other cuz what's the point otherwise, right? Yeah. But, you know, when we talk about earlier rewinding your turn and the kind of conflict that that can cause sometimes, well, when you're playing by yourself, that causes no conflict. You know, I've I've definitely done it before, uh, but I I do it I haven't done it in a long time where I might rewind a turn or two. Mage Knight is an example of that, and that's in the rule book where I'm like, oh, God, I've just spent three hours playing this game. I'm going to back it up a couple steps and see if I can actually win, and then I probably don't anyways. Um, but it's really interesting when no one's watching and it only matters to you. Well, they, that comes up for uh, Call to Adventure, which is pretty new. Uh, the rules on it are very thin, and like the way the game works is, and especially for the solo, is very stumbling and and if you're not you i feel like if you're going to play that solo you have to very determinedly do things correctly right uh like there's a the cards that are against you are saying you can't choose the card that you want and mm-hmm. like playing by yourself it's very easy to go well okay i'm gonna I'll, I'll i won't get that one and then you end up oh i'll take this one that i want right and like that's that's just cheating yourself out of the game right you know so like when i play that game by myself i very carefully go well this is definitely what i would do so i can't do that right you know like and and that the whole system is is built like that for the solo game where you have to very carefully police yourself as to be honest yeah in order for the game to be the solo game that as written yeah well you, you want which is interesting and you want that tension there right like i, so I have no house rule <laughs> i've played some solo games where it's easy and i find i i i love solo gaming i and i really bounce off a game if it feel, felt really easy because yeah. i'm like ah, eh, what's the what's the fun in this if i can win every time so if you're going to kind of alter the rules make your own host rules break the rules to win every time that's kind of accomplishing the same thing but i will say for example like um Gloomhaven. Yeah. I know there I've I've been on the forums. I understand the the love for this game and I love it. It's my favorite game. Um it takes about 15 minutes to set up. That's your favorite game? I thought Fog of Love was your favorite game now. Uh, and uh, for the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think overall, but um it takes a long time to set up even though I can set it up really quickly now. Um uh, but side side thing. Uh it takes a long time to play a scenario. Probably takes me about two between 2 and 3 hours to play uh, a scenario. And oftentimes those scenarios will come down to uh, a turn or two where I have either won on my last turn or my second last turn or I've lost and all I needed was one turn to win. And those are, it's harrowing. That feels cool. It feels great. Um, But every now and again, I've done uh, that. I've spent three hours playing this game. If I needed one more turn to win... I might just take the win and not take any of the rewards. That's my own personal house rule for that game. Uh, and and not because I want to win all the time, but because there's so much content in that game that I just eventually want to finish it. Yeah. And I don't want to have to play a really difficult scenario five times. Well, that's a good one just um, for that one, not even for solo, for, you know. Yeah. For a, for a game like that where it, it goes on, like, if you don't want to, you know, if you want to see the game, yeah. for that one it feels like, why why not? allow yourself to yeah to move forward at a certain point so i've done a thing where if i lose if it's been a real obvious loss and i was like turns and turns away from winning i'll say okay i'll come back to that scenario later i obviously wasn't ready for it but yeah if i lose within a turn 
I just won't take the XP bonus. I won't take the money bonus mm. uh, or any of the perks from the cards that you get, those little uh, game bonuses. And I'll just take the win and the scenario uh, and move on. Yeah. Don't don't come and get me, you haters out there. <laughs> no one's listening. Come find us. Yeah. Yeah. Not a challenge. No. No, not at all. I feel like we probably missed a ton of... Amazingly, ton of because but. I was wondering if we were going to fill fill an hour, but... Yeah, there's other things, but I think I think we're good. Totally. We, so yeah, host rules. If you're out there listening, you want to visit everydaymeeple.com and, and chime in on some of your own host rules, you should go do that and start a conversation with us because we lack conversations. That's hmm. that's a song. Yeah. I'm trying to get this thing working. As trying to get uh, some music to play us out? I got it. Our I don't know house what this is. is a very, very, very fine house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the one. That'll do. See you, everybody. See ya.